Alright, legends. Welcome back, dude, to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time it is to be alive, truly. Okay? This podcast refuses to stop. And I'd like to begin this episode in a little bit more of a harrowing fashion than weeks gone past. I'd just like to let off a warning shot to you, the listener, and the 17 people who enjoy the Restless JPEG each week, you loyal, loyal members of the online community thanking you. I'd just like to warn everyone involved that this week's episode with Rowan in the second half is disgusting, okay? It gets blue, real blue, okay? Bluer, too blue for this podcast, I'll say that. And here's the deal. What is the goss with this guy? Why is Rowan on the podcast? Do you know what I mean? Is anyone wondering that? It's been like six months now, maybe longer. And it's like, I just don't understand his role. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not the one, it wasn't my decision to have him on. And for whatever reason, regardless of this guy, uh, his attitude, what he brings to the pod, his overall tone and energy... The suits upstairs just fucking love him, and it is absolutely bemusing to me. So, just a heads up that, like, by far the weirdest episode we have done, I accept zero responsibility. I'm not a numbers man, but if there was a number that was less than zero, maybe like a minus number, if such a thing were to exist, I would use that minus number to elicit how much of my fingerprints were on this episode and it would be minus it would be less than zero okay not affiliated with the second half of this week in any way shape or form and i apologize in advance also while i'm sending out administrative warnings adelaide this saturday may 13 come on down lads should be sick rooms filling up at a mediocre pace but nevertheless it's going to be unreal the show's absolutely cranking now And I'm looking forward to, I will say this about Adelaide, last year, Adelaide was probably the best show of the tour, and also probably the best circuit of the tour. I famously ended up at some 21st in the Adelaide Hills, took a pill I shouldn't have, and actually very briefly lost the use of my legs, lost them completely. So I don't know if you've ever taken a drug that made you temporarily paraplegic, And when I say, uh, that's a dramatic thing to say, I want to say maybe for upwards of 37 seconds, and then they sort of, my legs kicked a bit, as it were, and then the next day I missed my 11am flight to Canberra, huge dramas, go back and listen to it, one of the most aggressive touring legs we've ever seen from a modern comedian, Perth Friday, Adelaide Saturday, Canberra Sunday, why is no one else doing this? Because of everything that went wrong that weekend, okay? There is no room for error when you're traveling at that veracity. For some reason, I thought I was Kevin Hart and that, you know, a private jet would just get me out of jail. But as I found myself just beating down the Jetstar doors at Gate 31 at Adelaide Airport, pleading with them to let me in, I realized that I, in fact, was not Kevin Hart. I was Billy Darcy and I needed to get to Canberra at all costs. So hope to see you there in Adelaide. Schooners after guaranteed. Um... I've got a Mother's Day lunch the next day in Sydney, so 
Sorry, mum. Okay. But yeah, pretty keen for that. And then Sydney next Thursday, May 18. That's filling up, dude. If you want to come to that one, show some genuine urgency. Pretty much uh, 90% sold out there. Adelaide about 60%. So, you know, use that information as you will and um, act accordingly. Anyway, what are we talking about this week on the podcast? I've lost myself in the admin, okay? I've lost myself in the admin. But this week, I'd like to kick things off with a new dating term. There's new dating terms coming in every week and they're fun and they're great, they're great markers uh, for how you can really take whatever shortcomings you have in your romantic world and how you can pretty much avoid any sort of blame whatsoever. That's what these terms allow you, whether it be ghosting or gaslighting or what do we have last week? Zipping? Zombieing, sorry. Zippering? We'll probably have that next week, I suppose. Zippering? I don't know what that would entail. But anyway, they're a great way to just really shoulder arms to any sort of blame whatsoever for the fact that you are once again alone. And this week is no different. This one's a bit different though, as the streets of the city behind me, I don't know if you can hear that car alarm. It appears someone is trying to rob a Hyundai i30 from the back alley behind me. Yet another charming uh, little quirk of living in the city. So all good there. This week's dating term is called pocketing. Now, Pocketing, this is actually a good one as well. Zombieing, I enjoyed last week. And this is good because pocketing is is a genuine thing. It's not just another word for someone who's not that into you. Although it also kind of is. Pocketing is when you're dating someone, but they refuse to introduce you to any of their friends or family. So you're sort of dating them, but you don't really get into their world, you know? Because meeting someone's family is a big step. In the Darcy household, if you bring uh, your partner to... Not, not really immediate family, like my brother's got a new girlfriend I haven't met yet. It's not really the biggest deal. I'll just meet her when I meet her. But if he was to take her to an extended family barbecue and she's meeting the cousins and everything, that's a big step, okay? And that's when you're really knees deep in that person's world, you know? When you're meeting their freaking, the weirdo cousins and the uncle, you know, your weird uncle's asking your new girlfriend for a hundred bucks. And you're like, don't give him any cash. He spends it on weird things. He's a weird dude. You know, so it's really holding you back from that threshold of really jumping into that person's life. And yeah, so I like this one a lot. It is a new one. And here's the thing. If you are being pocketed and you are not being introduced to the the people in that person's life, you are either getting mugged off or their family and friends are real weird and they're protecting you. Okay, either way, it's not great. I don't know. I've seen this happen. You know, this can happen sometimes if you've got like, you know, maybe a Muslim guy or a a Greek guy or something and, you know, they're dating Caitlin from Manly Beach and their mum doesn't want to meet this white chick or whatever. Sometimes there can be some racial undertones, some cultural stuff. Sometimes the person will just have social anxiety. Other times maybe they live in Brisbane or some shit, you know, there's all sorts of stuff going on with friends and family. And the thing is, the longer you put it off, the worse it gets, you know? You want to rip this shit off like a Band-Aid, okay? I like to, if you're dating someone, just have them meet your parents, but in like, in a way that was not even planned, you know? Go over to drop something off and then be like, oh, by the way, here's fucking Kate, quick meeting. 
If you do some weird big lunch, it's always like, oh, everyone's freaking out. You know, your mum doesn't like her because she's not Muslim. She doesn't like you because you're not Muslim. Your mum doesn't like herself because she's not Muslim, okay? You know, you can avoid all of this needless pomp and ceremony if you just bring her over unannounced. There's a little cheat from me to you. But I find, you know, pocketing is one thing. I find the opposite of pocketing maybe way more disturbing. You know when someone's been going out for like three weeks and they've already like met the grandparents? Dude, you know, they've like moved in together after two weeks. They met the grandparents after three. They're at like the wedding. They're, you know, they're in like the, your partner's in like really important wedding photos after like a month. I feel like that is just as egregious, if not more so, than shielding the love of your life from your family for upwards of two years. That's me personally. But yeah, you can meet the family too slow or too fast. I think there's a happy medium for me now that I'm thinking. I would say maybe meet the family after about three months. Given access, okay? If you've got to fly your chick up to Cairns, then yeah, fuck it off, dude. Who's got the time, you know? Power play. Mum and dad, you want to meet her? You fly to me, okay? You fly to me. Um, so... Yeah, I don't know. And I read in this article about pocketing, I think, I assume this was again on Triple J, the hookup. Uh, when is Triple J, the hookup, going to take credit for the mental illness they are spreading around this country? You know, any sort of personal development that a person might glean from a relationship is absolutely swept away by that blonde chick on Triple J, the hookup saying, don't worry. Don't look inward, just blame this person and assume they are a psychopath. Here are some buzzwords that will help you sort of tape over any logic that might get in the way of these assumptions. <laughs> and you know what? I'm projecting onto that Triple J, the hookup chick, because I actually have a big crush on her, okay? So all's fair in love and war, babe, but I feel like these terms are more damaging than they are constructive. Nevertheless, I'm here for them. But... The patience on these people, because I read in this article that people are like, I was dating this guy for two years and he never introduced me to his family or any of his friends and he said I couldn't post about him on Instagram. And it's like, okay, that's a different kettle of fish altogether. I feel like some people think they're getting pocketed when they're actually getting cheated on, okay? It's like, I've, yeah, we've been dating for three years. We have a kid together. I've never met anyone in his life and I'm not allowed to be seen in public with him. Okay, babe, I don't want to alarm you, but you're his second family, okay? <laughs> you are, he has two families, and if he was to rank them, guess what? You're number two. So let's, let's put pocketing to one side from genuine adultery, which some people are at the victim of, and, and you have my deepest condolences. But yeah, some people are like, we've been dating for a year and he still haven't met his parents and they live down the road. It's like, babe, at some point you are complicit in your own mugging, okay? Here's the thing. You try to pocket me, I'll, I'll, firstly, I'll pocket you right back, okay? Two could play that game. You want to pocket me? I'm pocketing you so fucking hard right now. <laughs> Dude, I just love how I love this stuff. I think it's so funny. <laughs> dude just the chess matches some people are playing out there i love it i love it all um 
Oh, God. And this is what I'm saying, dude. It gets too manipulative with these terms. You're going to pocket me? I'm going to gaslight you, you son of a bitch. Like, But at some point, I think you are complicit in your own mugging as far as like, let's say you try and pocket Billy Darcy. Um, firstly, the first three to four months of you pocketing me where I can't meet your friends or family, that's honestly a fucking dream. I can't speak for anyone else, but I don't need to jump two feet into your life straight away. I've actually got a pretty pretty sick thing going on myself over here, okay? So that's all good. While you're pocketing me, I'll be getting drunk with Macro and Adzi, having a pretty good time. So all's fair in love and war there, babe, okay? I've called your bluff and now I'm drunk and high pretty much all weekend. So that's backfired. But moving on from my own uh, insufficiencies, is that the right word? I think so. Anyway, if you're getting pocketed, let's say you're pocketing me, Billy Darcy, for like six months. And I'm like, how come I haven't met any of your friends or family? This is weird. Um, I would just say, what's doing, babe? Are we going out or not? If so, let's keep things rolling forward. If not, hit the bricks, okay? You know, if you're one of these people who's like, I was getting pocketed for three years. No, 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 no. You were getting pocketed for six months and then for two and a half years, you were just getting mugged senseless, okay? So at some point, you do have to dig two feet into the sand and say, enough's enough. I'm coming to Christmas or you can hit the bricks, you piece of shit. So anyway, and really as well, the uh, it depends the pace at which your family move. Like, you know, some families are a lot closer than others. Like some families, you date a chick for three weeks. She's over at extended family Easter, meeting your nan, you know, high five and the cousins. And also it depends the pace at which your other family members work. If I have been going out with a girl for a year and a half and she has not met my extended family, I mean, that's my business really. But if my cousin has had three girlfriends in that time who, and they've been ripping it up at Easter and Christmas, I look like a mug, mate, okay? So I would say move at your own pace. Maybe about four months feels about right. And then past six months, you're just getting mugged, okay? So that's what I think about that. Dude, how much time have I done? God damn it. I always waste time on the small stuff. And then I got sick stuff to talk about later. And there's not enough time, Bill, because you talked about this made-up term for 15 minutes because you have a crush on the girl who does Triple J the hookup, okay? Dude, at what point? And I think we, I think everyone who listens to this podcast is aware. And obviously, I don't edit it. Billy Darcy does. And he's also behind Rowan in the second half. Like, a lot of this podcast, I am just a passenger. I am merely a cog in the machine of Get Around Me. But I think we would all agree that the, the line between podcasting and mental illness is pretty thin. But the line between solo podcasting and mental illness is like, dude, it's see-through, okay? So sometimes I'll get off the fucking train after 12 minutes about talking about a made-up thing. And that line will just get a little too thin. And I will, you know, I don't want to get too bliss and esso with this, but I, you do get a bit sort of out of your own body. So I apologize for that. And I'd say upwards of three minutes of that pocketing will make the final episode, which once again, I don't edit. Anyway, a couple of yarns from the week that was. Okay, so damn it, totally blew it. But here we come. 
Just a quick little social thing, dude. I'm getting like more reckless in my social interactions. And it's a good and a bad thing. There are some people in certain circles, excuse me, that would argue that is a bad thing. But I would argue it's a good thing. And I think it's a combination of just getting a bit older. You know, obviously the older you get, the less you care. As I think that's the natural progression. That's why I think it's so lame when you see old people like stressed and uptight. And it's like, what? If you are this stressed and you care about this this little thing this much at like 70, my God, you must have been a ball of fun at 20. Because I think the older you get, the more chilled out you should get. You know, when you're 16, 17, you're like, oh my God, what does Jason think of me? When you're like 27, 28, you're like, Jason is a loser. (laughs) Anyway, why am I talking about this? So, I think just because I've moved to the city, you know, that's the one thing about living in Manly is every weekend I would go out to the pub, which I enjoy quite a bit. But there is that thing of like, it's not even seeing people I want to see from high school and stuff. You just see acquaintances, you know? I see people who went to high school with Macca. And they're losers, dude. And God bless them. But it's like, I just don't need to be seeing that every weekend. So it's be- in the city, I feel a bit more anonymous. And then also just getting a bit older. I am getting more reckless in my social interactions. And so I get on the train after a gig last Wednesday night. And might have been Thursday. And I was a bit high and I just bombed. They weren't related. And I was just sort of a bit whatever, like... I'd actually, I'd just been working on this, still working on this stupid sex robot bit. The joke's over there, okay? It's, it's pretty good now, to be honest. I, but it's not, shouldn't be this hard, you know? Anyway, so I'm out there working on this stupid sex robot bit to like 10 people. I'm kind of off it. And anyway, get on the train. This bloke I used to work with gets on with his girlfriend. I give him a hello. And he sits, it's the, it's the four seater where we're facing each other. He sits with his girlfriend in the four seater facing me and I'm just like why have you done this and then so he's like how you going mate I go oh pretty good mate and he's like oh so what's happening with you I go okay I've got the airpods I take an airpod out and this is what I say I say right I say yeah pretty good mate I said what's the goss I said don't worry I'm only going two stops so we can knock this over okay because honestly this is the sort of guy where it's like it's one of those guys where when he was in my life we weren't close we didn't really connect Okay, this bloke was, um, he's a pretty funny character, to be fair. I remember he was just the most blazed guy I ever worked with. I remember one time we worked at Westfield together and he's a hilarious guy, but he was just always like, if he wasn't high on the job, he had smoked too much weed outside of the job. I remember one time we had like code names and like, you'd be like, you know, car park six to car park two or whatever. We were in the car park. I remember one time I just watched him for five minutes. He was car park six. And then if you were in the office, you would say car park control to car park four, go and fix this fucking thing or whatever. Anyway, one time I'm having a coffee in the office and I just watched him sit there for three minutes, just going car park control to car park six, do you copy? And he's car park six. He was just radioing himself for like three minutes. Car park six, do you copy? This is car park control. And I'm just watching this guy and I just remember thinking, dude, you got to put down the bong. Okay, you've you've been radioing yourself for six minutes. No one's there. No one's there. Your car park six. Okay, so not the sharpest tool in the shed, but a great bo- bloke nonetheless. 
And I really enjoyed working with him, but we were never great mates. Anyway, so he gets on the train and I go, oh, I'm going a couple of stops. So what's the goss, mate? And then, so we, we catch up, good little catch up. Turns out we actually live a couple of streets away from each other. And then, and then we get off the train and we've got like the, it's like a 10 minute escalator at Central Station all the way up. And you know what I do? This is something that I'm just going to start doing this. We caught up on the train. It was great. I don't need to then chat with him for the next 20 minutes all the way home. So I say to him and his, his lovely girlfriend, I say, mate, good to catch up. I'll let you guys go. And I put the AirPods back in and just stand behind them on the escalator with the AirPods in. I've disengaged from the social interaction, okay? Even though I'm still standing right there, okay? It's a power play of the highest order. I'm an alpha male. Don't look at me twice. I'll engage. I'll re-engage when it suits me. And then uh, I'm out. AirPods in. I'm looking at the phone. Boom. It's one of the greatest social maneuvers we've ever seen. And then he goes, Oi, what about this? Taps me on the shoulder, re-engages the, the conversation, which then fizzles out after like a minute. And now we're just walking together in silence again because of this, this, this absolute lunatic re-engaging a conversation I had bookended with some grace and poise. And it's just one of those things, mate, from now on, I'm, I'm the arbiter of my conversations. They start and end when I'm ready to have them start and end. And then we had like, we walked together for like seven minutes sort of in half silence um, because of this man recklessly reopening the conversation. So something to take home that, you know, run your own race, open and close your own conversations. And uh, this one went awry, I'll admit, but I love the energy. I love the reckless energy of just being like, just because I ran into you doesn't mean we're, we're now doing like some sort of a 47-minute podcast. You know what I mean? But anyway, I'd like to crack into these yarns from Anzac Day last week. They're actually pretty good. So here we come. Okay, I can only apologize for the first 25 minutes of this podcast. This is the good stuff, okay? Been sitting on these yarns for a week. So last Anzac Day, I hosted two up at the Coogee Bay Hotel. And here's the thing. I have done it once before, maybe four or five years ago, and I swore I would never go back. It is a huge day hosting. It's like five, six hours straight. Um, there's like 800 people in there. The venue manager told me this year that at one point, me and Kyle were hosting. Um, we had a thousand people in like this massive indoor area, the Coogee Bay Hotel, and it is fucking full on, dude. Okay. It takes a lot of energy, a lot of spirit. You know, ironically, a bit of uh, a bit of Anzac spirit. Someone, some would argue, although I would tell them that that's a, a wildly inappropriate comparison to make, and that that's actually pretty disrespectful, especially on Anzac Day to make such a comparison. And th then I might slap that person around a little bit. You know what I mean? Comparing actual warfare and sacrifice to hosting two up at the Coogee Bay Hotel, I would just, I'd probably just beat the shit out of that person for even making such a wildly disgraceful remark. But anyway, so Anzac Day, I swore I'd never do it again. And the weird thing is, the first time we did it, I swear we didn't do the best job. Like the first hour, we weren't 100% across how to host. Um, Kyle, my mate, he's from Liverpool. He doesn't even know about 2UP. And then I didn't really know what I was doing. And then also, I feel like we lost control of the crowd multiple times. Um, I don't know. It felt like I was along for the ride the first time I did it. Not that I was really taming the beast. But for whatever reason, every year since, they have like begged us to do it again. And I've been asked by various other pubs 
to do it. And they're like, we would love to have you. I'm pretty sure anyone can host two up. I don't think it's a skill. A lot of comedians do it because you can make hella cash. If you're a pretty outgoing person um, and you just, if it's something you want to do, dude, you can make like fucking mad cash for doing it. And yeah, I don't think it's a skill, but for whatever reason, these pubs think it is. Um, and they keep asking us to come back. And then this year, Kyle said, mate, they've asked us to do it again, but this time we're making X amount and it was too much. Okay. So I had to say yes, because, you know, everyone has a price and they found mine. And anyway, so we rock up, supposed to get there at 12. The King, Kyle Legacy, he's a scouse guy with an afro. He's absolutely hilarious. Um, he rocks up like 45 minutes late. Uh, he was in Melbourne the night before at the end of the Melbourne Comedy Festival after party. He flew home and has on like flew back to Sydney on like one hour's sleep. I text him saying, are you almost here? I woke him up. So that was a disaster. So he rolls in on two hours sleep. I meet the venue manager. They say we get no bar tap because they don't want us to get too drunk. Firstly, firstly, secondly, thirdly, fourthly, okay? Because no bar tab to host two up. Honestly, anyone who can host, sorry, six hours of two up sober, I mean, good luck to you. Drug test that person. I need USADA to come in and drug test that person. I don't think it's humanly possible. Um, They said they didn't want us to get too drunk on the job. Okay. I don't know. Do you want, do you not want Usain Bolt to go too fast? You know, do you not want Steve Smith to score too many runs? Do you not want me to do another equally as unimaginative example? Because that's what you're going to get if you keep making these silly remarks. So anyway, lucky for us, the venue manager was outside the massive two-up room. When we went inside the massive two-up room, they introduced us to the bar manager, who I then said, I just told her we had a bar tab set up. So all's well that ends well there. And I think we had about $400 worth of free drinks, which I'll get into. So we start up the bar tab. We start up the two up. Uh, the microphones had no batteries in them. So this is, we got off to a terrible start because the microphones have no batteries. And now they've let everyone in. So we got a crowd of like 300 people around us being like, start the two up. And we can't start it without the microphones. You can't hear us without microphones. And like, it was crazy how hard it was to get these batteries. They were like, we've sent two guys out to get batteries. Like, it's just not that hard. So the crowd is getting restless. They're getting angry. Blokes want to gamble, okay? Anyway, we eventually get the batteries. We get the microphones. We kick it off. It's all happening, all right? The crowd is building. We're doing a pretty good job hosting. Um, It's a lot of fun, okay? Mac is there with our pommy mate, Chundi. Um, Great to have him back in the mix. At one point, I got Chundi flipping the coins, you know, good little tourist thing for him. And dude, it was so fun. What do You can tell, by the way, why it's illegal when you're doing it. You see blokes lose and win so much money at such a rapid pace. It's crazy. One guy had a go at me because we weren't doing enough spins. He was like, you're averaging like one spin every four minutes. It's got to be more than that. And I was like, mate, shut the fuck up you absolute degenerate cunt, okay? Get out of my fucking face right now, okay? Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to have these moments of PTSD on the pod, but sometimes people are just so rude. You know, it's like, I'm. what am I doing? I'm, I'm facilitating the game. Without me, there is no game every four minutes. 
This guy wants a game every like 90 seconds like it's the fucking pokies, okay? We got to get the spinner in. We got to cover the spinner. We got to facilitate the bets, you know? I'm moving money all over the place. 100 bucks here, 300 there, okay? So get out of my face, mate. And then the bar tab starts to crank along. Um, Macca actually, this is Macca to a T. I mean, this guy... Maka is the sort of guy where, like, if there's a crack in the wall, he's like an octopus, this guy. Maka is like an octopus in a boat in that there could be a crack a millimeter wide and he would slide through it, okay? This guy, if you give this guy a sniff, he will absolutely take you for everything he's worth. So Maka uh, gets whiff that there's a bar tap because I there were so many people around. I said, Maka, can you grab me a beer? I'll, I'll show you some cash because I simply didn't have time to to get out through the 600 people to the bar. And so Macca goes to the bar and goes, oh, Bill and Kyle need another beer. And he and she goes, yeah, no worries, anything else? And she gives him the beers, obviously no charge. So Macca gets whiff of this. And then so he starts getting him and Chundi free beers all day. At one point, Chundi gets on the rum and cokes. So we're not supposed to have a bar tab. Me and Kyle have this illegal bar tab going that then Maka and Chundi are now on as well. And they're into the rum and coke. So this bar tab must have got up to like 600 bucks, okay? And that's Maka for you. Once you give this bloke a sniff, I'll tell you what, he will take you for all your worth. Then, uh, towards the end of the day, it does start to get a bit heated. Some of the bets get bigger, you know, some of the blokes get drunker. You end up sort of having your go-to big bettors. You know, you know guys that are up like two grand? So if you have someone in to spin the paddle and they want to throw like 200 bucks down on tails on heads sorry you go like you'll get your big betters and be like come on mate we need 200 on tails you've been good mate you've been good and then you know they'll usually get into it what happened was though the thing is when you're hosting the two up you're also sort of the arbiter of bets so like if there's a if there's a dispute it's up to you to settle it my advice to any two up host out there is just void any disputes immediately okay Sometimes because it's so loud, people don't know if they're heads or tails. If you're holding the money, you're always heads. So there are some people holding like $200 cash saying they're tails. Firstly, you're wrong and you're a fucking idiot, okay? That's why you're holding the cash. That's why the system is in place to avoid such things. Anyway, if you're hosting two up, void any and all disputes immediately because once they get out of control, they get out of control. There was this one short guy who reckoned he was owed 200 bucks. I voided it. He said he won. He thought he won. The other guy thought he won. I voided it. I give the cash to either bloke. The short guy, of course. I don't want to speak out of school, but of course, you know, you got one guy six foot. He's like, oh, sorry. Must have misheard you. The short guy, you know, lo and behold, shock horror. The short guy can't let it go. Okay. When was the last time a guy who was 5'3 just let something go? Fuck me. Anyway, so this short guy, I go, mate, it's done. All right, I avoided the bet. That's it. There's your money back. I'm moving on. He goes, fuck that. That guy owes me 200 bucks. I go, and I look at this guy. I think this guy's harmless. He looks like he should be racing in Randwick race seven. Okay. I go, mate, if you want the money, you go and get it. Now, this was actually, in hindsight, the dumbest thing I could have said to this man. Okay. He said, yeah, I fucking will. (laughs) Immediately starts charging over, grabs the bloke. I had to get security. Security were less than helpful. 
I had a mix of Latina women and 75-year-old frail white guys. For the love of God, where are my Samoans? Okay? I'm trying to control a crowd of a thousand people. I have two pensioner white guys and two maybe Brazilian Latina women. Okay? Now, God bless each of them. And I'm not saying they're not uh, competent security guards. They might know martial arts. They might be carrying weapons I'm not aware of. I'm just saying to the naked eye, they're not doing a lot of... uh, you know, they're not instilling a lot of fear in the room. You know, most of what Samoans do, and, and I don't want to speak out of school, I would never stereotype, islanders of all descent, okay? when you, The reason Pacific Islands are such phenomenal bodyguards, and security guards, I should say, is just their presence, okay? Yeah, they can flog a bloke when it's needed, but you put three, like, 180-kilo islanders in a room, people know not to pop off because, you know, you're going to have to deal with that. Okay. Whereas when you have a pensioner, 75-year-old guy, and, and a, a short Latina woman, people know they can throw hands and sort of there won't be any consequences. So that's what happened here. And then I had to get this, I'm getting this pensioner guy and I'm like, hey, go break this up. This short guy's throwing hands and this pensioner guy, he didn't have his fucking hearing aids in or some shit. He's like, and then he's, I swear he's like pretending not to see it. You know, because he doesn't want to deal with it. He's like, what? Where? I'm like, the two guys fighting right now. So, yeah, it got a bit out of hand. Really fun day. And like I said, the money they were paying us was enough to the point where it sort of, it was fine. You know, the money was enough where it's like, I'll deal with this for the money. And we were really well looked after. Again, we just got pissed all day and screamed into a microphone. I personally think any absolute idiot can do that, okay? Now, I I think stand-up comedy is a hard thing to do. I do. I don't think hosting two-up is a hard thing to do. I think any clown with a bit of confidence could do it. Again, the venue manager was like, boys, that was unbelievable. Well done. Like, fantastic scenes. You guys did such a good job. Again, I will take the praise. I have no idea what we did. If having 12 Carlton drafts and screaming heads is a skill, then fucking oath. Sign me up. But I, to the naked eye, I, would, I swear it's not. Anyway, and then at the end, they're like, boys, they've got a beautiful restaurant at the Coogee Bay Hotel now. You know how some pubs will have a really nice restaurant inside the pub? So then they're like, you guys can have a free meal and you know more drinks. They get us a table. Me and Kyle look at the menu for all of one second. We go, we'll have the $55 steak. Thank you. They're like, oh, was there anything else that caught your eye? No, 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 just the most expensive item on the menu, okay? That's an old comedian's trick. Anytime they say, have whatever you want on the menu, yeah, surf and turf, no questions. Cheers, babe. Yeah, <laughs> whether you want the surf and turf or not. Dude, one time I think I had a surf and turf. I just pegged it at the wall and went and did my set. It's not about the surf and turf. It's just about getting your hands on the most expensive thing available. So another phenomenal day doing two up i will say there was some nastiness at the end around like four o'clock the security guard was like mate i've had a couple of reports of blokes losing money to women and then just running off with it and i said i i was pretty callous with the bloke also so this pensioner guy who was our main security guard i'm not joking maybe 75 years old he comes up to me and says some blokes at the back are stealing from women and I said to him, which was pretty average for me, I said, mate, I don't know what you want me to do about that. And he's like, yeah, 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 sorry, mate, just thought you should know. And it's like, brother, what does your badge say? Okay, 
look alive. And I mean that literally. You look dead, okay? So that was really average. And I think I spoke the other week. If you don't honor a two-up bet, like, and this happens. Some people will lose 200 bucks, freak out and bail. And it's very rare. But I, I'll say this. If you welch on a two-up bet on Anzac Day, mate, honestly, Godspeed, brother. I don't know what's coming for you in this life or the next, but that's fucking... That's as average as it gets. And I don't even need to say anything because I think the laws of the universe will sort you out. You are absolute scum. Okay? So anyway, got a bit weird at the end there. But yeah, great day hosting two up. I I love it. And I'll probably go back. Damn it. Um, But yeah, this podcast is brought to you by our mates at Manscaped. Calling all men. It's time to mind your manholes with Manscaped. Everyone's aware by now that nose hairs are a major turnoff. And if you're not, mate, I honestly can't help you. That's why Manscaped upgraded to their brand new Weed Whacker 2.0. With improved blades and, and motor, you can feel the power of nasty nose hair annihilation in the palm of your hands. This improved Weed Whacker can now be found in their Performance Package 4.0 for no additional cost. Save money and attack your nose and ear hairs by going to manscaped.com and using code DARCY, that's D-A-R-C-Y, all capitals, to get 20% off and free shipping. I've been using the new Weed Whacker 2.0, and the last one was pretty sick anyway. You know, I I had no complaints with the last one, but this new one's even better. So easy to use. Honestly, you'd be surprised how much nose hair you have, lads, because here's the thing is, any amount of nose hair is too much nose hair. Do you know what I mean? So if you even have 1% nose hair, that's too much. Get rid of it, okay? It serves no purpose. Double check that. But dude, you've got to get rid of it. And if you have ear hair, like I don't even know who I'm talking to at this point, but if you have ear hair, get rid of it. Get rid of it, okay? Jesus Christ, what is this, the Great Depression? If you've got ear hair, you probably live in a bed with Charlie... The, the guy from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, his grandparents that couldn't get out of bed. If, you're, if you live in the Great Depression with Charlie from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory's great-grandparents, then yes, you can have ear hair. But if that's not the case, get rid of it, dude. And our friends over at Manscaped are helping you do exactly that with the Weed Whacker 2.0 on all your face whole hair. Like I said, we love the Weed Whacker 1.0, but this thing is an absolute upgrade. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker 2.0 nose and ear hair trimmer uses a powerful 7,000 RPM motor with an improved steel blade system that upgrades the cutting performance from their first generation to better whack your weeds. Plus, it's got skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs. It's cordless, rechargeable, and has a battery with up to 45 minutes of runtime. Also, the Weed Whacker 2.0 will be in all Manscaped's tool sets, including the Platinum Package 4.0 and the Performance Package 4.0. So no matter what kit you pick, you will receive the new Weed Whacker 2.0 nose and ear hair trimmer. Save 20% off once again. Save 20% off and free shipping with the code DARCY. That's D-A-R-C-Y, all capitals, at manscaped.com. That is 20% off and free shipping with the code DARCY at manscaped.com. From below to up top, get the best in grooming at Manscaped Shop. 
Okay, up next, a couple of topics I'd like to crack into. Firstly, vaping. Big crackdown from the government on vaping. Thank the Lord above. I love democracy. Get rid of these things, lads. Fuck them off immediately, okay? I've got my hands full with other things. I don't need to be constantly trying to not vape. So what's happened is there will no longer be no... And also, before I even say what's what's going to happen, this alleged crackdown. I think we've 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 been here before. Remember when they banned the importation and selling of uh, of of vapes in Australia? Yeah, that really worked. Haven't seen a vape in a while, so remains to be seen whether this will work at all. Like I live in Surrey Hills in the city, I reckon there's about seventeen vape stores within walking distance of me right now. Okay. Just humming. I can feel the nicotine just calling to me. But the new thing is no non-prescription vapes, no flavored vapes, and the vapes that you can get at pharmacies via prescription will have significantly less nicotine in them. Now, firstly, thank you, okay? Get them out of here. Hit the fucking bricks, vapes, okay? You're annoying. You're addictive. I don't want to hear it. I'm sick of it. few things here. Firstly, the no flavors, I think, is good. I think, you know, if, if you're really that into vaping, you would do it even if it's not watermelon peach or, or what have you, okay? Now, the lack of nicotine. Let's see how many people are really keen for vapes if you don't get a head spin. If you don't get a head spin from vapes, I actually fail to see what purpose they serve whatsoever. And that's the thing with vapes is when I'm on the piss, if you're t- it's not even the act of vaping. Anytime I've had more than six beers, if you told me, hey, Bill, would you like to have a head spin for upwards of 15 seconds just for the fun of it? Of course I would, dude. Okay? I don't care if it's a, a button on the wall I press or where you got to lick something or breathe something in. Of course you want to have a quick head spin. It's a bit of fun, you know? You know, have you ever, ever felt like this? When strange things happen, are you going round the twist? That's how I feel when I'm having a beautiful vape in a beer garden on a Saturday night. When you haven't vaped all week and you have that first one back and you're just holding onto your stool as the nicotine rushes to your brain. Oh my God. That's, I want to vape right now just thinking about it. That's a great time. Okay. If, there's, if you don't have that and there's no flavors, then we'll find out who's really committed to the cause. Also, as much as I enjoy a vape, I do think that you know, we can't have 13-year-olds getting hooked on vapes. Like, freaking hell. Mate, imagine being 15 in year nine and you're trying to quit vapes. You've got enough on your plate at year nine, you know? You got puberty, you got the nap plan. Imagine you're in there trying to learn about Pythagoras, fucking chewing your fingernails off for a vape. You know, the teacher's like, uh, what's the square root of the hypotenuse? You're like, shut up, miss. I haven't had a vape in three days. I don't give a fuck about triangles, Okay. What, what, what shape of triangle has the most nicotine in it? That's what I'm thinking about, okay? I'm 14 and i got huge issues. So, I don't know, dude. Le- le- leave the kids alone, you know? Puberty is enough without having a full-blown nicotine addiction. And here's the thing, dude. If there's any, is there, if there's any renegade 14-year-olds that want to get addicted to cigarettes, dude, firstly, go ahead and enjoy all the social benefits that come with that, okay? If you're 14, 15 smoking Winnie Blues, mate, unreal, okay? If you've got a genuine smoking habit, you've got so much going on. You don't have time to vape. You're doing too much 
You're doing too much routine and and drugs and rock and roll to have any to worry about passion fruit guava, okay? So let the cool kids enjoy the benefits of nicotine addiction in their teen years. And any kids that aren't hard enough to have a Marlboro Red, just send them back to playing soccer in the back of Oval like the rest of them, okay? So yeah, I don't like these freaking nerdy 14-year-olds getting nicotine cred from something that looks like a highlighter, okay? Get rid of it. So I think this is good stuff. Um, You know, having COVID, a lung disease, and vaping cross over. I mean, we don't know the repercussions of that yet. I think it definitely fucked my lungs up. But uh, anyway, yeah, I think this is great. And I think just finishing this, I think, and this is something that I feel quite strongly about. I think anyone who has those vapes where they breathe out like a whole weather system uh, in a beer garden... I think regardless of whether those vapes are still legal or not, I think those people should do prison time, okay? Those people who are breathing out like a cold pressure system on the street and then sort of looking around with that smug look with their greasy ponytails and their lip rings, they should all go to prison. I'm not saying forever, but I'm just saying two years, you know? God, I hate those people. Anyway, up next, I'd like to briefly talk about the King's Coronation which was a big deal. Allegedly, I did not see any of it, but a um, couple of takeaways here. So the king the king has been coronated, if that's the right verb for that. Firstly, Australia's flag bearer was Samantha Kerr. Go on, Sammy. Is there anything our gal can't do? She rocked a, uh, she rocked a suit um, w- walking in with the flag. This is how boss Sam Kerr is. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese and the Governor-General went in after her, okay? It went Sam Kerr, Governor-General, Prime Minister. And here's the thing, dude. I look at that order on paper, regardless of who's bearing a flag, and I think everything is exactly where it needs to be, okay? Sam Kerr rolled in wearing a fucking suit. Dude, does anyone look sharper in suits than lesbians? I don't think so, dude. I honestly don't think so. If you get like, dude, like, uh, who's the other one? Ruby Rose in a suit. Sam Kerr in a suit. Dude, Sam Kerr looked like she could play James Bond. It was unbelievable. She looked like she could wear that thing and still score a hat trick for the Matildas. She looked so fucking sharp, dude. Unbelievable. Couple of things. I saw Prince William was there. What is going on? Dude, Prince William went so bald. But it's like, why are you going this bald when you're a billionaire? You know? That guy just went bald and he just didn't put up a fight whatsoever. Have Prince William contact Braithen Astor and the boys at NRL 360. Can we please sort out this man's lid? Okay, I understand some men are going bald out there. Okay, that's fine. Every, everyone, the, the what, what am I looking for? The age of the, the clock, time comes for everyone. And that's fine. But here's the thing, it's 2023. There's treatments available. And if you're a billionaire, dude, Get yourself to Turkey and sort out a new lid or contact Corey Parker. It's ridiculous for a man this wealthy to look this poor. So dumb. But anyway, apparently Camilla is a queen now, which I wasn't aware of. I feel like that's gone under the radar. We still have a queen. I didn't really get that. Is she like not a real queen? I'm not sure. We'll, we'll put a pin in that. Um, I was thinking like, dude, what's his name? Old, old Chuck E. Cheese, Charles. Dude, this guy, he looks so old. He looked like maybe his head couldn't hold up the crown. You know how heavy that crown would be? 
I'm, I'm saying physically, not metaphorically, you know. Heavy, heavy lies the head that wears the crown or whatever it is. But I'm saying with all the jewels and diamonds, man, that guy's 93-year-old neck might just collapse. He could be the first king to become a paraplegic just from wearing the crown. Just have his spinal column snap. But I don't know, dude. I will say I, I saw him get uh, coronated. Well, I read an article about it. And I thought, this is cool. It would be sick if the guy was like 35 and like good looking. If we had like a James Bond style king and he gets the crown and he's like, and he gives some hell sick speech and he's like, we Eng- like he just goes full Trump and he's like, England, we will be great again. And he's just fucking, he's going, come on, you Brits. And he's like, he gets the crown and he's like 35 with like stubble. And he's like, who are we? Who are we? Who are we? He's like, go on, you palms, go on, you palms. And he's just, the whole crowd's going nuts. Liam Gallagher comes out and sings. Dude, that was the thing Katy Perry sang. I don't... Isn't Katy Perry washed? Like, how did she get that gig? Dude, I would have had, like, 35-year-old King, and then Stormzy comes out. Dude, that would have been sick. And the King's, like, his hype man. Shut down. <laughs> like, it's... Dude, it would have been so sick. Like, Stormzy's just rapping. King, full crown and gown, just doing the hype man stuff behind him. Like 50,000 Brits going, what's up? Dude, that's how I would have done it. But, you know, to each their own. And anyway, so that was pretty cool. I guess that were my observations about that. Just finally, I'd like to do the project, uh, the project for this week. Uh, the project, as we know, is the segment where we celebrate Australian talent killing it here and abroad. I've only got a couple of minutes left on the camera, but... Here's the deal, dude. So, Azalea Banks was in the news this week, uh, US rapper. She's not on the project this week, but she said uh, she got screwed over by some touring company, and she's quite a she's got a bit of a history of being sort of a, a crazy person, old Azalea. And she said Australia is um, the music scene sucks, and we're just a stale, white, irrelevant country. Some quite hurtful things about this nation from Azalea. Now, I don't even, I don't know about all of that, but when I was reading the article, I read a statistic, which I would like to bring up, and I should have had it ready to go. Here we go. So, I was reading about Azalea Banks, and this was uh, the quote in the Azalea Banks article, because she said, Australians don't even want to hear Australian music, lol, in an Instagram post, okay? And this was a quote from some sort of a person who knows about this stuff. Quote, we are creating a vacuum, the music discovery crisis in Australia. It has been three months since Burke's announcement of a decline in Australian original music in the uh, top 20 singles and ARIA charts. And once again, there are no Australian artists in the top 20 singles on the Australian ARIA charts and only two in the top 50 ARIA charts, both of which are by Kid Leroy, who is Australian, but obviously, you know, is out of LA and is a world-renowned artist. Across 2022, 296 songs appeared in the weekly top 50 singles ARIA charts, only 22 of which were Australian. And there were only five Australian songs among the top 50 most streamed tracks that year and four among the 50 highest selling. So these, these are all the Australian charts, the Australian top 50, the Australian 50 most streamed tracks. We only had 
out of 296 songs that appeared in the weekly Australia Top 50 charts, only 22 last year, okay? And here's the thing, dude. I've been beating this drum for fucking ages. It's good to have some stats back up, which is what has been largely a vibe-based stance from me. But, dude, I've been saying it forever. We do not support Australian music enough in this country. Um, I saw Ruby Fields is touring with Hockey Dad and Dear Seattle coming up. I've just bought tickets to that. That's going to be unreal. But just a reminder, the project this week, Australian artists, you know, festivals are back in full swing. Comedy is back, you know, music is back, theatre is back, whatever you're into. I'm talking about music specifically here, but it just goes to show like our own charts are just dominated by American and English music. And we're not listening to our own music. And the thing is, if we're not listening to it, no one's listening to it, okay? It's not like Ruby Fields is massive in Iceland, you know? There's no there's no other markets, you know? Like, obviously, music can, you can become massive globally, but if we're not listening to Australian music, no one is. So, and those stats back it up. So, get out there and see some Australian music, share some Australian music. I feel like we have so many artists in this country that have, like, 150, 200, 300,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. Bands like Sly Withers, where I just go, how are these guys not fucking huge? They're so good. But the reality is, like, if, if you're not one of the seven artists that Triple J absolutely froth on, and I'm not ripping on Triple J, they, they're doing the Lord's work. I love Triple J and all the work they put in for Australian music. But, you know, there's not enough room for them to support every artist. And it just goes to show, once again, that we are not getting around our own art enough in this country. I've been saying it since the beginning of this podcast. I will continue to say it. The stats back it up. So this week on the project, you know, if you if you get into some brand new band on Spotify, give them a share on your Instagram story. You know, I just got into The Boys recently, who I think I spoke about previously. They're spelled B-U-O-Y-S, all-female rock band, and they rock hard. You know, Ruby Fields, Hockey Dad, I'm seeing them. I think a lot of people know them, but still, they're absolutely fantastic. Dear Seattle are opening the shows. Indie rock, sort of punk, absolutely fantastic. Get out there and support some Australian art, guys, because we're not getting around it enough. And now it's sort of the point where if you're not sort of a, a Peaches, uh, whatever the initials are after her name, where, you know, she did really well on TikTok, which is fantastic, and I love that for her. But, you know, not every uh, musician and artist is suited to blowing up on TikTok. You know, not every uh, indie rock band can sort of date Shooter Williamson and get in a publicized feud. It's not the avenue for everyone. So if you like some Aussie music, fucking support it. Get out there and see them. Buy some merch when you get there. And yeah, dude, get around it. Get around me. I'm on tour. <laughs> it's name of the podcast. Adelaide this weekend, Saturday, May 13. Come on out. Big circuit Saturday night in Adelaide. Looking forward to that. And then th Thursday, sorry, forgot the day. Th so this Saturday, Adelaide, May 13. And then Thursday, May 18, Sydney. That's 90% sold out. So show some urgency there. And then that's it. I'm not touring for the rest of the year. So last chance to see me. Thanks to everyone who's come out so far. Next episode with Rowan is a weird one. 
Uh, that guy's weird. This podcast was weird at times. I miss my ex-girlfriend. It's all happening. Thanks for listening. Way too long, way too long. Yeah, and I can see the ground now. I'm way too gone, way too gone. All right, legends. Welcome back to yet another second half of Get Around Me, the unofficial Ratbag podcast, the title that was not approved. <laughs> Rowan Arneal, how you going? What's up, legends? <laughs> <laughs> Rowan, the rat bag's here. Yes. <laughs> do everything Billy wants me to do. <laughs> Doing jazz hands right now. Dude, you like emoting anything just never hits oh. the mark. <laughs> the line with you, like high energy and then into like mocking, yeah, it's this- so thin with you. Dude, people- Sometimes I like earnestly compliment people and they're like, fuck you. And I'm like, dude, I was being earnest. They're like, I didn't feel it that way, man. Dude, you at like five out of 10 energy is like, well, this guy's got a bit of energy. And then at 5.5 out of 10 energy, it's like he's mocking everything we are. (laughs) Oi, oi, oi. (laughs) We're walking into the lad pad today, boys. (laughs) Mate, how are you faring without the lads and without the pad, mate? Mate, I literally had to fly back north on Sunday just to get get a UFC. C day with the lads in just to watch a little bit of punting gone wrong oh yeah just lose some money adzi was just talking about women in a derogatory way i was like it was like a nicotine patch i was like (gasps) (gasps) (laughs) it's almost like i don't have a female roommate oh my god (laughs) dude fuck it but mate we're in our what second week of living together yeah yeah train's on the tracks now mate train is on the tracks big time not getting off till 75 brother What, till 75 years old? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mate, I'll always have a spare room for you, mate. Me and my queen. Oh, I appreciate that, mate. Yeah. You and your revolving door of queens. <laughs> revolving door of greyhounds and queens. Yeah, 100%, dude. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> mate, Billy's in such a good mood. I told him that someone had a crush on him before the yeah, podcast, and now he's just giggling. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I tell you what, there's a lot of things I care about, and this podcast isn't one of them. <laughs> the rosiest cheeks in the business right now. <laughs> yes! <Yeah. laughs> Dude, it's so funny to be like, to be like oh, oh she, she mentioned me? Fucking oh! Eleven-year-old yes, <laughs> going to finding out he's going to the Easter show. Yes, yes. Ro- Rowan's like, should we start the podcast? I'm like, what? <laughs> Fuck the podcast. This Mate. was the whole point of the podcast <laughs> was to attract the single queen. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, I'm flying on cloud nine. Um, good. I mean, every now and then it's just good to get some great news for no reason. I know it is nice. Unprompted good news Unprompted, as well. Didn't put a lot of effort in. Was just being yourself. Dude, I tell you what I loved about this was I, I asked you, how was your day? Yeah. And you said, fuck my day, Bill. Get this into you. <laughs> <laughs> I found this out this last night and I've been sitting on it. Dude, so good as well because you could have messaged me easily. Mm. Wouldn't have hit the same. Nah, nah. I got to do it in person. Beautiful, mate. Beautiful. And then when I, we came, I came home last night, we were too involved. I walked into a raring debate. 
that um oh it was on in the kitchen last <laughs> night <laughs> couldn't step i was so excited i was like oh, of course if china invades i'm fucking hitting the boots mate yeah me, me and marky just in the kitchen going we must like if it came up would you enlist marky's <laughs> eyes roll back he's like i'd do anything for this nation <laughs> marcus has like fantasies of like the world australia plundering plunging into like tomorrow when the world began and then him and his like poor, poor children being the underclass in Surrey Hills that you mean like the oppressive force it's just a white guy's fantasy to be a minority basically dude it's so funny like I was like yeah it's pretty crazy to think about Marky's like as soon as I get the news I'm on our balcony with a shotgun <laughs> unshackled unsheathing a machete I'm like absolutely bro I can't wait to tell the whoever whatever woman's in my life to be like I'm going to war and then no no I'm like I must I must yeah see that mate, it speaks to my eternal singleton that I've actually I've thought about it in my head before telling my mum like I've I've already <laughs> I've already signed the dotted line yeah. she's like Billy you're a fucking idiot <laughs> you're not going to war you need us mum you need us do you, do you know what it is as well is that firstly um, if China or whoever invades you and me are just prime conscription age. Oh yeah. So if someone's answering the call, it's it's blokes like in our age yeah. group. Minus your incredibly flat feet, <laughs> dude. If honestly, the rule still stands. This is what I horrifying. say. This is what I say to the enlisting uh, uh, sergeant. I say, if you can find me a pretty aggressive pair of orthotics, <laughs> then I, I will spill blood for this nation. <laughs> dude, I said to Rowan when he came in last night. I go, would you? Would you enlist if like China invaded us? And Rowan goes, mate, I'm fucking dying to have something to do. (laughs) (laughs) Something to live for, brother. Some honor in my life. (laughs) Dude, honestly, I think it's one of those things where it's like, if you're like, what, mid 20s, like, you know, if you're earning like, I don't know, if you're not really, you haven't exactly hit the ground running in your chosen field and it comes up, hey, we need some fucking boys to head to Darwin and just firm things up a bit up there. Well, I also think that, and I do have people that agree with me. I've brought this up before that I would be like, I'd be pretty good for morale around town as a soldier. When shit does go bad, I'm, I'm for some reason I keep a smile on my face. You reckon you be you you encapsulate that larrikin nature? I'm, I'm on the back row. I'm I am being a little bit rude to the colonel or whatever, but I'm looking after the boys. I'm cooking uh-huh. some food. A hundred percent as well. I think we'd be sort of like the older ones in the platoon because you'd have like the 19 to 21 year old, mm. just bl- bloodthirsty, <laughs> just fucking, it was either this or a fucking concreting apprenticeship yeah. and they've gone, yeah, let's go. Yeah. And then you and me, we're in our mid twenties. Like most blokes, like if you've got an investment property, mm. you're probably not going to enlist. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've just put the down payment down. I'm just like, fucking oath, I'll quit weed, it'll be perfect. I'll yeah. get fit again, nice. Dude, 100%. Somehow me and Marky end up with an opium addiction in Darwin. <laughs> Dude, I tell you what I do is, as like day one, I enlist, I start smoking cigarettes hardcore. Oh, of course. Dude, honestly, <laughs> and when we're on the bus to going to battle, I will be cigarette in one hand, quips in the other. Mm. Just little quips out the side of my mouth, mm. smoking a Marlboro Red. Oh, yeah. We're going to get on the piss a little bit before battle as well. Oh, yeah. Just when that, that little belt of whiskey goes round. <laughs> well, in World War One and Two, they were, like, fucked up the whole time. Just to, like, keep them, like, not completely, like, fucking cold and depressed. They were all drunk. Oh, really? They were all, yeah, they are all drunk and smoking cigarettes. Yeah, I, I get the cigarette thing. I remember in... Uh, 
I think it's Gallipoli when like they go to Egypt and like they have that full chat with the lads about like going to the prozies <laughs> and they're like, boys, honestly, like the the consequences of this could be pretty severe. And you just see fewer the fewer the more thirsty lads. There's nothing that doctor could have said to them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, once you see a couple of boys go down, you're like, all right, come on. I get to do what I want. Yeah. The, I don't know. The dude. barriers that used to exist in my head no longer are there. As well, I think before they were like, join the war, it was a way of traveling the world. Mm. Whereas now, you can just go on a Kentucky tour and yeah. you don't have to blow up any locals. That is true. Yeah. Mate, we were talking about last night. It would be a shame though. Like, if I'm going to go down in battle, I wanted to. I want to go down in battle. Oh, that's we, the thing we were talking about. This, yeah. like, if we went to war <laughs> next get year, drone strike. just immediately, me and Ro barely one foot on the battlefield, <laughs> drone strike, <laughs> several hundred dead. <laughs> me and Billy are making a big pea and bacon soup for the boys <laughs> with aprons on and hairnets on. Me like, oh, this is a nice day. Just bang. Like, there's not a whole lot of honor. Dude, we get we get blown up at the training center. <laughs> we don't make it out of fucking dust. Untrue, brother. And then it's that thing where, like, my family's like at the military funeral, going like, <laughs> "I mean, he was making soup, like, <laughs> dude." But yeah, it would. That's the thing is, I think there is a romanticism to going to war through mm, cinema. Yeah, you think it'll just be like I said it last night. I was like, I, if, when I picture enlisting in the military, mm. I assume it's just like me and Mel Gibson. Like melting down lead balls for muskets, and he's like, "We'll flank them on the east side." And I'm like, "Of course!" I'm like they'll never see it coming. Uh, the reality would be like a bunch of 19 year old like would be cops being heaps intense, and you're like, "Oh, you guys are fucking annoying, dude." I tell you what, I'd love to see is like, let's say we go to war next year, just like, just like fucking. Every single cunt who listens to Joe Rogan on the East Coast. <laughs> and we just we just sent all the boys to Darwin and we're all there just in ice baths, just just waiting. Just waiting for the Chinese to come through the South Pacific. Requesting that the army gives us those shoes that has like a toe like exact like it wraps around each toe. Like it's perfect. Dude, mate. we're just sitting there with our toe shoes on in ice baths with just like the slowest heartbeats known to man. <laughs> just waiting for battle. My mate um, went to the army and- Oh, you met Jordan, actually, up at Brisbane. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he went down to training and he was older and was using it for, like, money purposes. He wasn't at all stoked about the army in any way. And it was just, like, 19-year-olds on Tinder being, like, annoying all day. They were just- That was their whole thing. they just stay on base and just swipe away. Yeah, right. Because I don't know if the, if the army needs to up their marketing a bit. Because when I, when I was leaving high school, the only people who were going to the military were like the verified psychos. Mm, it mm. wasn't like the, oh, that guy's disciplined mm. and has a passion for like <laughs> the military like or like wants to study and like do something a bit different. It was like, no, that guy, he like this is, it's either the army or, or a bad path. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? There was a lot of boys joining with their back to the wall. Too angry for the cops even. Yeah, too angry for the fucking oppers. And <laughs> yeah, it was a different it was a different vibe back then. Dude, the only guy I know from St. Augustine's who joined the army, um, that I can remember, his nickname at school was literally Lad Basher. Oh. Because he was known for bashing lads. Oh. He was kind of like a like a good psycho. Yeah, I guess. But when you get older you just kind of realize lads are just kind of 
poor people from fucked up homes as well. So that is who he is targeting. Well, it wasn't for us to make that call. He was <laughs> he was the arbiter of truth back then. Right. Dude, this guy had a skinhead, like shaved skinhead in year 12, even though he had a strong hairline. Mm. He just wanted, that was his vibe. Fuck. And that was the sort of bloke, uh, he went to the army. Mm. And it was like that ilk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, now they're a bit more, you know, there's some nerd on a submarine and they're all giggling. Yeah. They're all, they're all mixed race. They're a bit more dialed in now <laughs> to the marketing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back then, it was just white psycho men jump on a boat. Yeah, well, also, there was a guy that got kicked out of the army and then immediately, like, shot up, like, went on a killing spree in Melbourne. So, that wasn't good for them either. What? Roger Street, I think it's called. What was it called? Mate, I feel like you're just coming out with wild facts that are not verified. See, Lad Basher, the thing I'm talking about, he's real. Oh, no, this guy's for sure real. Something night? Mate, I can't know all of Australia's <laughs> true crime history on the spot. I mean, it, it's it's too big of an ask for one man. Mm. But yeah, dude, I um I had a fair few, not a fair few, but I had a few uh, military men come see me in Wagga Wagga last year. Oh, really? And they were just like, just jacked up, lovable pissheads. Mm. And it was awesome. Yeah. They were all just jacked out of their minds. Um. Most of them, it seemed like a pretty, like, sort of routine existence. Yeah, I admit some they had last their, year. They had their, like, you know, stuff they did each day. They, it, it seemed like a pretty quiet existence down in Wagga Wagga. Like, mm. they weren't... Yeah, I got wasted with some somewhat recently, and we ended up singing Kane's song really loudly. Like, yeah, this probably happens every night you guys get on the piss, hey? Dude, fucking <laughs> oath. Dude, I love that. They just got too much. They're just so ready to go. They're just ready to go, mate. They're trained up. Dude, I love that, but yeah. I don't know. What what is the age where you sort of age out of conscription? I reckon Marky could be fifty one. He'd still be filling oh, out the paperwork. Well, I think he'll be like <laughs> the French resistance, like during World War Two, the undercovers, mate. He he doesn't ride with any sort of army. Oh yeah, he'll he, just be a uh, a gorilla fighter. <laughs> yeah, a guerrilla warfare, Chris Kyle. Marcus likes to take shots from afar. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, the you know I have those fantasies though, mate. The world goes under and I just flee. I, I was once on a date and this woman was kind of like saying that she has those fantasies of like capitalism falling down. And I was, she, I was, she, it was like, I was like, yeah, me too. And then I just steal a houseboat and just grow weed and fish and stay on my houseboat, just get fucked up. And she was like, oh no, I'm more meant for like a barter system and a community organized approach. And I was like, oh no, dude. I'm on the houseboat immediately. No, dude. I'd have I have no interest in the world collapsing. <laughs> I think it'd be such a hassle. Yeah, I guess, but mate, I'm so quick on my feet, I may as well. I need to be like an animal out there. This, you, this world's too controlled for me. Yeah. Are you saying your your nimbleness will allow you to survive in a post apocalyptic world? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. I don't consider you to be a nimble man. <laughs> I'm a very practical, nimble widely intelligent mate it's all gonna i'm gonna probably be the king okay we'll put we'll 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 just put a fucking full stop on that because you're always trying to turn this podcast into something it's not okay this isn't we're back boys (laughs) this isn't one of your little edgelord matt and shane knockoff podcasts okay (laughs) we're doing we're doing good comedy podcasting here the sort of comedy podcasting you could sell at woolworths Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, forget the houseboat stuff then. Got no interest in that. That's okay, mate. This podcast- How Goods Coffs Harbour. There it is. How Goods Coffs Harbour. There it is. The big banana. Ooh. That's funny. That's very funny. Um, mate, I wanted to bring something up. Um, 
the reason I cut you off there on that um, hilarious riff about you living on a houseboat in a post-apocalyptic world. What a life. What a life it would. And I will say that it would suit you more than most. Thank you. Yes. That's all I was looking for. <laughs> Mate, um, speaking, speaking of military Thank operations. <laughs> yeah. Mate, speaking of military operations, a warning shot was sent out to our neighbours on Friday night. <laughs> mate, mate this, uh, this block... This block uh, here in central Surrey Hills, our electorate is Sydney. Don't forget it. Um, they know what's up. Yeah. I had possibly the the man in my life that loves to bend her and is the loudest about it I've ever met. Just had him here till five in the morning, just in the backyard. Mate, the boys were going nuts here on Friday night. <laughs> Ro- Rowan goes, uh, he goes, what are you doing Friday night? I go, I got a couple of gigs. He's like, we're seeing this rapper who's like 63 and my boys are coming over. And then things unraveled pretty quickly, mate. <laughs> Ten minute walk away from a venue is possibly the most fun in the world. Pretty good. Pretty good. Mate, um, some ketamine came in pretty early. Mm, pretty early, yeah. Pretty early, okay. Mm. And I was sent to Hungry Jack's for a burger before I was allowed in the venue. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I went next door to the TSG, bought some clear eyes, came back, and they were like, you still need to eat, mate. And I was like, okay, walked across <laughs> the road. <laughs> Good from them. Good from them. Good from them. Sorry, I just worked a long day as a stonemason, and I just want to see Charlie Tuna. And they were like, we get it, mate. We get it. you got to go <laughs> in. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Dude, I like that from them because sometimes with music festivals, I've had mates not get in, and it's like, mate, you're not running the fucking local pub. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, let him just wiggle out in the in the back. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is a, a music event. I'm just trying to stand up at the back. Yeah, 100%, dude. Anyway, um, so I, I went off and did some gigs. I also walked to my gigs. It was pretty sick. Yeah. Um, and then, mate, again, um, I brought a beautiful British woman home. Mm. The same one. I don't want to. I don't yeah. want to act like I've got multiple British women around me at any one time. But, uh, mate, this British woman comes over again, and mate, you just continue <laughs> to put your foot in it with this British woman. <laughs> my God. So it's me and her on the couch at about 11. The door fucking smashes open like six, seven lads all ketamine down to their mind. Just come charging through. He goes, oi, oi, oi. I can't believe you're having to go at me for being too laddie, by the way. Like what I saw on Friday night, you're so much... like Your lads are even more laddie than my lads. They're dirtier, but they are laddie. They're, they're definitely scummier, I would say. Yeah, scummier. Yeah, maybe my lads are laddier. Yeah, they're laddier, but yes, some scat boys. Yeah. Some scat boys took center stage in the house. Yeah. And but then- we went, we just walked through and we're like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you- just fine motor control wasn't very good. Yeah. You were like scarecrows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're all pretty top heavy at that stage. <laughs> Big time. And then, mate, this British chick just has the worst impression of you. <laughs> <laughs> she goes to me at like 1 a.m. And I'm like, I'm like half asleep. And I, she goes, oh, Billy, I've got like a heaps early morning. I think I'm actually going to go now. Mm. And I'm like, I don't even, like, I think I didn't even wake up properly for it. Mm. And then she, she texts me the next day. She said, as she was walking out, 
three blokes. It took three men to carry you. You were completely limp from the ketamine, and they're just trying to get you to the couch. Three men, and she's like, "Oh, bye, Rowan." Like, just a crucifix. Just an absolute a limp scarecrow being dragged to the couch. It's very frustrating. She's she hasn't walked in on me cooking food for my boys or doing a, doing a, doing a touch of writing, perhaps yeah, doing my laundry. Even just drinking a glass of water would be a nice upgrade. (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't remember that part. So much like being rude to her, I'm going to deny that it happened. Yeah, dude, 100%. No memory, mate. But that's okay, mate. But uh, a nice little warning shot sent out to the neighbors that, hey. And I will say the boys uh, to our left, I want to say, or stage stage left. um, I don't know. I'm getting a gamer vibe. They were actually going pretty hard on Friday night as well. And then two down. Brazilians. Going hard. Yeah. And British women. Brazilians and British women. We call that the devil's double in Manly. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ, dude. I love Brazilians, but if a Brazo bloke steals any of my beautiful British women, (laughs) we're going to have huge issues, okay? Um, But yeah, so it seems like a pretty good street Mm. next door. Yeah. Right next to us, we got- uh, We got a- a couple that are watching the project six nights a week. Yeah. So they're in the muck of it right now. Yeah. Here's the thing is their terrace has been done up and <laughs> ours has not. No. And the clientele matches mm. um, the renovations that have taken place. They have like a designer dog that they have to like take outside each morning. Oh, they have a... Yeah. It's a different life. It's a different life. Mate, it was great watching Marky just fucking absolutely spring into action the other morning <laughs> how funny is it when he like tries to get hardcore with his interpersonal <laughs> skills hello mate how are you going yeah, yeah. how are you going yeah. yep yep sorry about the other night mate <laughs> he goes g'day mate my name's marcus what is your name <laughs> <laughs> but mate he was i was too hungover for it mate marky was out there doing the lord's work mm. mending bridges you know that sort of stuff. Because it's not about apologizing for what's already happened. It's about building up credit points for what's going to happen in the future. Exactly, yeah. Okay. And and Marky knew that. He was all over it. We so. need a face to the name. So exactly. When we're being loud and Jez is yelling some of the most dumb things I've ever heard in my life and I'm falling into the garden, they're like, the boys are having a good time. Yeah. And here's the thing is once you've got a face to the name, it's not like- who are these just random miscellaneous cunts going nuts? Mm. It's oh, that's Rowan and Billy and Mark here. They're having yeah. a, they're having a bloody good time. Yeah. And do you know what? I know those boys. They work hard. Let them play hard. <laughs> you see, you see how the narrative has changed there. Yeah, yeah. I listen to their podcast. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Do we got to get Imogen in the backyard doing a bit of PR work mm. for the house? Yeah, we need a. We really should have opened with our female roommate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just put a sign up saying. A, a woman lives here. Do not call the police. A woman lives here. Yeah, I can't wait to be able to introduce a woman to my female roommate and be like, yep, not a freak. Pretty yeah, normal. I know, 100%. Women think I'm normal. Yeah, exactly. She lives with me, so what's your problem? <laughs> check the house plates, house pants, check the female roommate. Not a psycho. Not a psycho. No police check necessary. <laughs> But, dude, what else has been going on? We went to a Wollongong on Saturday night. Mm. Good times. Yeah, nice times. Nice times. Mate, we accidentally had maybe the greatest feed of all time on the way there. Fucking hell, that pub. Woo! What was it called? I want to say the Imperial. The Imperial. In Scarborough on the way to Wollongong. We went to a pub, but, like, it was pretty much a restaurant. Mm. And, dude, I had a schnitty that will- It was the best schnitty I've ever had in my life. 
I believe it. Yeah. It looked incredible. And it was like, it It came with like fucking, what was it? You had shaved fennel over the top. Shaved and fennel. And then like an actual like legit gravy. Beautiful chicken this gravy. This is how good it was. It came back from you going, the gravy was $3. And then the gravy was so good that you're like, who gives a shit? Yeah. It was one of those things where I was blowing up about the price. $33 for a schnitty. Thanks for coming. <laughs> But then, honestly, put your money where your mouth is. Mm. By the end of the meal, my hands were up. Mm. I said, lads, fair play. Dude, it is rough because I've been stung with a $3 gravy recently. But it was then you taste it and it's just one of those powdered gravies like they all are. And you're like, dude, this is so cruel. Well, that's the thing is, mate, before, and I don't want to get back into the cost of living. I can't can't talk about it right now. We're not going to get back into the cost of living. But let's, let me talk, let me just... Everyone just fucking shut up for a second, okay? Everyone just calm down. I can't order it not with the gravy. You've got me in a corner and I fucking hate you for it. What am I going to have a dry schnitty? Is this... Are we living on Rowan's houseboat in the post-apocalypse? <laughs> Dude, on my houseboat, there's gravy. There's gravy and it's fucking free, okay? Um, but I will say this, mate. Okay, let's put the price to the side because people don't want to hear me talk about that anymore. <laughs> What I will say is the breadth of pub food is getting wider and wider in that. Before, it was like, yeah, schnitties cost like between $18 to $22 or whatever. <laughs> We're doing it no, no, again. No, 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 no. But it's not about the price. It's not about the price. Okay? This is what it is, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like all schnitties were like pretty much the same kind of crap, mm. but in a great way. Mm. In a phenomenal kind of crap, know what you're getting away. Mm. In a way where a guy is literally just putting it in the fryer and then pegging it at you. Yeah. Now- Schnitties are fucking $32. And again, we're not talking about the price. Okay? We're not talking about the price. But now I'm saying some what people- are we talking about? Let me fucking finish. Some people, right? You got w- one guy, 32 bucks, chucks it in the fucking fryer, pegs it at you. No worries. Gravy shit house, All good. Mm. The next guy, same price. It's like an episode of MasterChef. Mm. Because some pubs actually give a fuck about their kitchen- and other pubs do not. Mm. And it's like, it's too crazy now. With this whole Justin Hems, all the pubs have white tiles everywhere. You don't know if you're going to get like a four-star MasterChef meal or just some guy working for cash mm. on his first day. Mate, there's no correlation. It's impossible to tell. And here's the thing is you just got to tap your card and say, Hail Mary. <laughs> That's where we're at. And I'm happy to say that on Saturday night, the cards fell in our favor and it was an unbelievable feed. Mm. One of the best burgers of my life. Yeah. 25 bucks. It's all okay. Beautiful. It's all okay here. Maybe we had a good little show in Wollongong. Fun, nice little theatre there. Um, they had like a massive Billy Darcy projected up on the screen. Mm-hmm. How did that feel up there for you, mate? Oh, it makes your stomach turn, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I have no problem with the enormous Billy Darcy... But just unrequested. Gl- it was unrequested. The glee in Billy's face. I was like, mate, if this guy ever gets fucking ten grand in his back pocket, he's gonna have his face projected over the city like Batman. <laughs> fucking, oh my god! Just walk in and be like, look at this. And they're like, yeah, we find that comedians either love it or like hate it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well, I better believe Billy's gonna love this one. Yeah, he was like, most comedians can't stand it and ask us to take it down. Turn to me. I'm taking selfies <laughs> with the giant, the giant thing of my face. I loved it. It was cool. Yeah, I was into. I it. just like it when you go somewhere and it's like they're actually keen to have you there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because I don't yeah. play the biggest rooms, so it was nice just to walk into a room and them going, 
We're expecting you. Mm. I appreciated it. Yeah, yeah. And, mate, it was a fun little show. You kind of did me dirty on the bring up. You turned the microphone off. Oh, true. Yeah. But to be fair, I was annoyed at you. Was it on purpose? Obviously. Yeah, right. Okay. Okay. We'll get that straight. It was definitely accidental, and <laughs> and I forgive you for it. But then well, it did throw me a bit off kilter. Well, you never really recovered. Well, the that, show- That was my read, and they never really trusted you, and you never really got anywhere with them. So, um, well, I'm sorry about that. Well, And mate, I will say a lot of that is my fault. No, no, no. I think you'll find I was pretty good on my feet, actually, mate. So, the- But you just not reacting to the boos? What was that about? <laughs> Just no, just the let them boo, I guess. They'll boo themselves <laughs> out. I was in the back. I'm like, he's just going to let them boo. And, he's, and the other guy's like, I think he's just going to let him boo them out. Boo themselves out. And then they, he was, you were right to your credit. After 20 minutes, he did get tired and he stopped booing. Dude, I've, mate, it's an old showbiz secret. <laughs> let, <laughs> let them boo. Mate. Let them boo themselves out. <laughs> Dude, I remember um, when we did the live podcast last year. Um, I went up there and the room runner like came on stage to give you a beer after 15 minutes and he said, do you want me to do anything about the booing? <laughs> I said, I said, mate, they'll get tuckered out. <laughs> <laughs> and they always do, mate. That's the thing. Mate, honestly, I'm telling you, if, and no one can boo for more than 18 minutes. No, no greater crowd in the world, mate. No greater crowd in the world. No, they were legends. That was no, fun. it was a really fun show. And it was a big day for me, honestly. Yeah, well, this was off the back of the ketamine thing, and oh, you drove down. My last memory of that night is just being past a plate and then going into a line, and then someone going, no, not that. And I was doing the pile instead of a line. Yeah. And then that's just it. And, mate, I don't want to- And this isn't, you know, this this podcast has your fingerprints all over it. The second half, yeah. Yeah, massively. Um, earlier in the night, and here's the thing, mate. Ketamine, it comes and it goes for me. I'm not, you know, when it's there, it's there. It's not something I traditionally seek out. Once every six months, mate. Yeah, we had a bit of a phase at the old house. And then that was that, okay? I said, when you boys, you know, you've come in with a fucking two bags of ket, you've thrown them over your shoulder. They were garbage <laughs> bags of the stuff, okay? I was like, my lord. Um, and I said, oh, yeah, Ketamine, you know, it's one of those drugs. I I can't do a lot of it. You know, it's sort of a bit of a sharp cliff for me. You know, and Ro and I didn't realize I was talking to fucking El Chapo over here. <laughs> Rowan's like, well, 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 look who is a stupid fucking nerd bitch loser over here. And you said you've actually got quite a tolerance for this stuff. Yeah, well, it, I haven't fallen into a garden like that and lost my. I woke up on that couch. I didn't really remember what happened. I was just furious. I was like, why didn't anyone carry me to bed? Yeah. What's wrong with well, carrying me up two flights of stairs? Here's the thing, mate. I don't think you'll be carried to bed for a long time. Either mate, you're going to have to move downstairs or shed a few kilos or maybe a bit of both. People have got to pick up their fucking act when it comes to getting me into bed. I walked up to bed and then Tompo's in my bed. And obviously, that's a comfort comforting sight for me. One of my closest friends in my bed. And I said, hello, mate. How are you going? And I jumped in. And then I woke up 20 minutes later and he'd left the bed. Like, yeah, he said you were snoring too loud. What have loud. I done? Yeah. I've never snored in my life. No, neither. Anyway, mate, what what else is bloody going on? I wrote down a couple of... We have three notes for this episode. Oh, what have we got down there? Uh, <laughs> I've been getting into these... Oh, this is absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been getting into? <laughs> Dude, it's so fun. I could talk by myself for 50 minutes, but with you, I'm like, how the fuck are we going to get through this? 
Mate, so I'll say this. I've been getting heaps into these videos on Instagram of this guy who does people's lawns and edges. Oh, yeah. He showed me them. Yeah, oh. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I just saw one literally- this is a little window into the prep of the podcast. Just before you got home, I was watching one. Mm. And I thought, fuck, this is good stuff. Mm. And then, yeah. So, that was written down. Says lawn videos. <laughs> it is sick. And I honestly, I'm just trying to change my social media. So, it's just, it's all positivity. Oh, my God. I, would- I need to, yeah. The algorithms are out of control. The, mate, I don't know. I guess they just understand me too well. But um, I don't like the way they understand me. Okay, I'll say this, mate. I do enjoy watching thick Latina women in the gym. <laughs> I, I enjoy it. All right, Instagram, you've got me. My hands are up. But also, I, I enjoy drinking wine in the morning. No one give me a glass of wine in the morning. And here's the thing, mate. There's a time and a place for everything. I know. Do I need to see a naked Latina woman squatting <laughs> at like 11 a.m. on a Tuesday? I'm not I'm not following these pages, you know. Instagram Reels or whatever. I know. How can we possibly like I, I don't know what your algorithm looks like, but it's like on Instagram Reels, how much closer can we get to pornography before it's pornography? Yeah, well mine's it's just it's just like they pretend it's like a bit the the people in it they know what they're doing but they're like pretending there's a joke or something. Or it'll be like some weird sexual thing. Or it's like um, when your roommate takes the last of your cereal and it's like them doing a face, but then also they're naked. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, put a shirt on. I'm trying to get the quip. (laughs) (laughs) Man, honestly, I just want my sexuality to be stamped out like a fucking fire. Oh, I wish I could just turn it off. Get rid of it. Dude, honestly, when I'm on Instagram, I just want to see like um, maybe- just see what my friends are up to, mm. what my favorite um, cricket players, MMA fighters, and indie rockers are up to. Mm. And if you're going to suggest something my way, you know, let's keep it wide. Let's have a wide shot, you know, like don't go so aggressive. Here's the thing. He's, who, this is what I follow. Meme pages, surfers, NRL shit, comedians. Those are the four things I follow. Why are none of my reels have anything to do with that? Dude, 100%. Why can't they base it off that and not what I secretly want but deny? Yeah. And and here's just the thing. the mousiest women in the world with the worst jokes. Yes. And it's just like- Dude, sometimes Instagram, sometimes I'll get a, like a 29-year-old chick with a fringe in New York just killing. Yeah. And I'm like, well, well, well. Well, Instagram. Good to see you fucking turned up today. Dude, I'll get like- a- I'll get like the odd like uh, comedic actresses mm. and then like I'll be like, yeah, this is sort of what I'm talking about. But mm. like, let's keep a tasteful Instagram. Like Instagram, you're not a genius for having like some chick with the biggest tits I've ever seen <laughs> completely naked. It's like, oh, sorry, I fucking hovered over that for half a second. <laughs> you know, I didn't follow it. That should mean something. It's like it's like MMA fighter, like Freddie's post, your post, like a friend from high school, completely naked 10 out of 10 chick. It's like, oh, yeah, sorry, I fucking paused for half a second. Like, where is this coming from? My eyes were adjusting. Yeah, I was just, you know, focusing up. (laughs) Dude, there was this guy I worked with. He was a painter. And every smoker, he was like 55 um, and drove from Penrith each day. And every smoker for 20 minutes, I just watched him do reels and each reel, every single one was just a blonde chick with like the most 
ridiculously big tits. <laughs> just everyone. And just That's what he'd do for 20 minutes. And I'm like, mate, this is fucking unhealthy. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, dude. Like, what, what even is- I don't need to just be sexually stimulated, like- at midday on a Tuesday. Mate, I if I am, I want it to be my own doing. Yeah, it needs to be like proactive. Mm. I don't want to just have a reactive boner <laughs> halfway through my day of business. Because someone sent me a message and then I got distracted on the feed. Dude, it's ridiculous on the feed. And here's the thing is, I get the algorithms, but like, can bring up a, a button at the end, like, do you want to see more of this or- what would you like to see? Mm. Like, you know, with Netflix, how when you power it up, when you first start it, they're like, what do you like? Mm. And let's do a bit of that for Instagram yeah, and YouTube yeah. because, mate, Instagram Reels, it's like, oh my God, sorry, I hovered over a sexy Latina woman for one second <laughs> four years ago. And they're like, well, that's all this piece of shit wants. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, do you know what, Instagram? I'm a little bit more three-dimensional than that. <laughs> yeah, I okay. contain multitudes. And, and what about this? Okay, fine. Meet me in the middle. Every fourth Instagram reel, let's have a Latina woman. Mm. But then maybe let's have a guy hitting cover drives in the nets. And then like top five UFC knockouts. Pepper it in. Pepper it in. <laughs> I remember you were talking about this the other day. And you just looked at me and just blowing me like, man, I've never even met a Latina. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. I famously do poorly with Brazilian women. Dude, I've been striking out with Brazilian women in Manly for seven years. And Instagram's like, huh, oh, bet you'd like a bit of this, wouldn't you, Bill? Like, <laughs> Do you really mean that? Are you serious? No, I'm not serious. That's <laughs> my entire history with Brazilian women. No, I was actually joking. <laughs> What's Spanish for sarcasm? Fuck. <laughs> I know they speak Portuguese. Anyway. Yeah, dude, Instagram is just... Or honestly, mate, I, I don't want to sound like a complete fucking loser. I would honestly like opt in for like an M15 plus version. Like, I don't need to see all this like softcore porn and like... Mate, I'd go sometimes, PG. Sometimes you see a guy just get his head blown off or something on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like I, like, I just want to see what I want to see. Yeah. I and just... I, I've got pretty fucking straight down like stand-up comedy sport. You can't find any content <laughs> that relates to these interests. Like, I just don't need to fall in love with a woman from Oklahoma. Oh, and just be dude. like, oh my God. And yeah. It's like, oh God. Do you ever unfollow a chick because it's like getting too much? I just don't follow any of them, really. I, yeah, I don't like, but I was on Sydney Sweeney's Instagram today. But uh, yes, Do you know I her? have, Billy. Yes, yeah. I have unfollowed yeah. them because they've got too much. Yeah. Well, sometimes it'll happen with <laughs> MMA fighter chicks or. Like, surfers can sometimes, mm. like, if one of my gals gets off the tour mm. and starts an OnlyFans, mm. man, I got to get out of here. Oh, I, I got I to get out of here quick. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm sending $75 to those fucking, what are the twins? <laughs> yeah, Holly or whatever. The coffees. Oh, the true. coffees, yeah. Oh, true. I'm Next sure thing you, you know, I'm PayPaling the coffee family. <laughs> Dude, I've got, I'm sending money to three different generations of that family. Heaven forbid, I just... Have a big New Year's and then just spend a little bit of time on Instagram. And then, oh, what's this? There's a little link I can put card details into. Yeah. Scary stuff. St dude. Scary stuff you've got to avoid at all costs. Dude, do you remember um, when, <laughs> when um, like, it was first coming out? Like, you know how um, you get those, like, you'll know a hot chick. Mm. And it's like- it'll Yes, I remember, Billy. Yeah, yes, the I fake remember. profiles. Yes. And it's like, like I this hot chick you knew in the community- um, like starts an OnlyFans and you're like, way, but it's like obviously fake. They've got like zero posts. Yes, Billy, I remember. So have you ever fallen victim to this? 
Post New Year's, yes. What happened? I because was- I, here's the thing: is I didn't, I wasn't bringing this up to get you, mm. but I could just see your energy. <laughs> have you have you subscribed to a fake OnlyFans? Only fake, yeah, only fake once. You've never subscribed to a real one? No, no, I learned my lesson with the <laughs> giving someone in fucking Sri Lanka $8 and then having to cancel my card and be like, fuck, you idiot. See, I've never, I've never subscribed to a real so one. I was so scat. And I was just like- <laughs> Who was it? Like, was it- like, it was just some chick in Melbourne that kept uploading funny videos of her smoking cones and I got done by it. Yeah, right. Okay. And I just- it, You really feel like a fool. Yeah. So, I, I had a mate and I know this sounds like I had a friend, but it was actually me. Yeah, yeah. It was- it, This was- I've never subscribed to an OnlyFans. And here's the thing, dude. If, if I had, I would tell you. Like, I reckon it's a it's a, a fantastic economy. economy. <laughs> dude, honestly, like- um. If I could ever make money, like posting pictures of my feet or something, oh, dude, of course, hundred percent. But let's put that to the side. One of my mates, he subscribed to this fake, um, in, this fake Instagram profile. Yeah. Like he went a step further than me. But which- yeah, he he paid to the fake thing, and it was like also, it was like fifty bucks a month. Like it was something like, it was too much. Mm. Anyway, so then he messages the chick's real profile, like he knew her. Crazy. And he was he was like, hey, Kate, like, sorry, just subscribe to your OnlyFans and like, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm having like the link's not working. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I remember this happening. It's the funniest thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. And he was full earnest. He was yeah. like, he was like, sorry, I'm just having some admin issues. With- <laughs> like she, he, he's like, so does it work with Google Chrome or <laughs> technical difficulties? I don't have an OnlyFans, you fucking psycho. Dude, how could it just be so genuine? Just be like, hey, Kate, like, great to be on board. Um, I'm not sure if anyone else has had any problems. <laughs> He was like completely like unshameful about it. He's like, oh, okay. I will say, to be fair to our mate, and he listens to this and he can can message me at his own time. Um, (laughs) To be fair, like it was at the start of the trend. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like when, you know, it it, it was the start of like the fake profiles Mm. and subscribe for, you know, back then when it first started, when a hot chick you knew who maybe had fake tits and was a personal trainer, if a new profile popped up and she said, um, hit the link in my bio for some naughty treats. You were like, holy fucking shit, dude. <laughs> dude, Kate's, Kate's gone dark. You know, you'd be like, it was on. You were like, mm. whoa, this is crazy. Mate, my roommate had COVID. It was post New Year's. It was the first of them all. Yeah, yeah, mate, that's just, okay. Sometimes you sometimes you got to fall on the sword. Yeah. I mean, I would like to... Here's the thing is, I, I think I would subscribe to people's OnlyFans, but I would definitely... Um, like I'd be a one and done. It's like the oh, yeah, it's such be- a good business model because like the coffee sisters, mm. those surfer chicks, they're just the hottest chicks I've ever seen in my life, right? And here's the thing is I just wonder what it is. <laughs> and I think one of them does full blown porn. Really? I think the oldest one does like some lesbian stuff. But here's the thing, Rowan. I don't know. Yeah, you don't and know. And that's where it that's mm. where the credit card comes out. And mate. No judgment on the people that do do that, but the people that stick around for a second month are insane. I would say the people that become like part of the community. Mm. Yeah. I knew someone that broke up with her boyfriend because she found out he was like, he was spending like $65 a month on like four different people on OnlyFans. Yeah. And it's like, dude, 
come on. Dude, honestly, if you just want to peek behind the curtain and see one of your, your favorite Instagram surfer chicks, maybe like scissor for a bit, <laughs> Dude, that's, so it's, that's its own thing. But I'm saying as far as like, you know how you can pay for like to message the girls and stuff? Oh, Dude, honestly, anyone who signs up for that service, just call the police, dude. Yeah, it just is. Just call the police. People just shouldn't. People just shouldn't put their card details into the internet. But here's the thing is that's that's with these gals who do the OnlyFans is that you get to make the millions of dollars, mm. but that you are increasing the chance of you ending up in someone's boot. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's the thing. You got to dance with the devil, you know? If you want to pl- if you want to cash in on the incels, you got to fucking play in the park a little bit, you yeah, know? Yeah, it is scary. <laughs> Sorry, this got weird, eh? <laughs> oh, just when our friend got briefly into sex work and she kept just getting the people to follow her on Instagram because um, she's like, yeah, more followers. And then she'd like upload videos of where she was and all the women she worked with were like, honey, you can't do that. They're, they're all psychos. Like, Oh, yeah, Jesus. Like, you've got to be fucking... People are insane. Yeah, dude. Men are incredibly dangerous creatures. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> just um, not us. <laughs> Dude, I'll be honest. The last thing I wanted to talk about was um Subway. Oh, true. Circular <laughs> key Subway, mate. Circular key I Subway. I you down today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. My fucking phone's not charging. I want to get a new phone. Not for any of the features. Like, I know the iPhone 14 probably does cool stuff. I just want it to charge every time. I know. That's all I want. I know. Um, my- mate, to be honest, I kind of got to get going a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's wrap I up. I feel then. like the subway thing would not have fit the tone of this episode anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. Mate, we were <sighs> crazy podcasting today. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about like just filthy <laughs> stuff, drugs, <laughs> sex, rock and roll. The Australian Howard Stern, mate. Yeah. I'm Good wondering- broadcasting. I hope we don't get banned by the PC police. <laughs> the shadow police didn't mark you laughing about the other day. Like, how there's this- like those scenes where people come back in time, a guy coming back in time being like, guys, you got to leave Australia. It all falls apart. It all goes into the ground. It gets dangerous. They're like, what is it? Was it like China invading or anything like that? And he's like, mate, cancel culture. Cancel culture. <laughs> <laughs> Just Dude, to take cancel culture seriously. It's one of the funniest things in the world. Dude, my new thing at gigs is um, I'll say to comedians, I'll be like, um, have you been up yet? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. I go, um, I haven't spoken to the room runner yet. Like, if it was Skinner or whatever, I'd be like, I haven't spoken to Skinny yet, but no one let the PC police in, did they? <laughs> I've been enjoying- but, I, but I'll just say it heaps earnestly. And yeah, like, yeah. There's that moment where they're like, wait, what? And I'm like, well, if you see him, you let me know. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite recently has been being at the back of the room with some comedians around and just nudging them and earnestly just being like, this little thing of ours, huh? This fucking little thing of ours. <laughs> Just quoting, the, acting like you're in the mob. Dude, so good. Mate, um, send a send a message to the people of Adelaide. Quite, uh, th- not finished ticket sales, quite pretty oh, mate, full. I, might but, hit uh, I, got a, I got a team of girls that prank called me that, from Adelaide once that I kept in contact with. Nice. Mate, I'll hit them up. Send them along, yeah. Adelaide's filling up nicely now, but uh, we'd love to see some more people come on down. Rowan? Adelaide, mate. What the <laughs> fuck else is there to fucking do? Okay, too aggressive. Sorry. Too aggressive. But that's okay. But right. it is a long flight. Yeah, it is quite long. And it's not during the festival. So It's, it's like, not during the festival. What else is on? What else is on? There's 
I'm sorry, people of Adelaide. I'm sure there's plenty of stuff. There's plenty of things on. And I'll be honoured if you chose me amongst the plethora of fantastic activities. And a hell of a dining city, I've heard. Really? The restaurants are out absolutely incredible. That's what I've heard. Mate, okay. That's what I've heard. I've never, I've never eaten in Adelaide that wasn't that Hungry Jack's in the middle of the city. Well, maybe try a subway out this time. Let us know. Compare yeah, 100%. All right, mate. To the bluest episode of the podcast so far. You.